Hello, welcome back to Psychics and Sidekicks. I'm your host, Sean Bennett, and today I'm going all the way to Denver in Colorado, and I'm talking to the wonderful Amy Barrington. Uh, welcome, Amy. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's awesome to be here. Thank you. Now, Amy, I would like to say, first of all, let's let's kick off by saying, how did you find out, because we're we're a good few thousand miles apart, how did you first find out about Psychics and Sidekicks? Um, I had actually just met with my Reiki master the day before, and she suggested that I should share my story on a podcast. And flipping through Facebook, I happened to come across your post looking for psychics to come and share their experience. So here I am. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That's really, really good. Um, I refer to that as uh, synchronicity. And and I've quoted synchronicity a few times on podcasts already, uh, but that, that's a perfect start. Uh, and you're on, this, on a good subject as well because you you've talked there about Reiki, and that's something that I have at this point in time when we're having the conversation. I've literally only just done my Reiki first, so a little bit of common ground. I'm a good way behind you on the road of discovery. But tell us a bit more about Reiki and um, how you got into Reiki itself. Okay, so um, in 2009, I moved to Colorado, and I had heard about Reiki, but I didn't really know what it entailed, and I have a um, very long trauma history, um, so someone suggested I try Reiki to help get through some of that trauma. That regular talk mm -hmm. therapy was not working for me. Um, reliving the trauma over and over for me just wasn't a good thing. Um, so I ended up finding a Reiki master in Denver and I started going on a regular basis and my, things just started to really be able to come up and process in a way that was yep. so much more gentle than having to relive it all. And then I also did some uh, PTSD hypnosis for my um, flashbacks and stuff. And that all coincided together with doing the Reiki. And I was just so amazed on how much my life had changed in such a positive light that I went and got my number one. And then I went and got my number two. <laughs> and now I have my master. So it's like a cycle, you know, you find something and you just jump in, you know, head first. And you're just like, I just, you know, and I think it's a great way for people with trauma to be able to take some of those things and be able to work through them with someone. Yeah, that's wonderful. So you, you've answered a question already for oh, me, uh, and that is, <laughs> no, that's all right. Most people do it, especially psychics. Uh, <laughs> it, I find that actually, um, I've started a podcast with loads of question ideas, and everybody answers the question before I get to it, which is really good, saves me loads of energy. Uh, but I was going to ask you actually how you um, how you'd progress with Reiki. So were you having it purely as treatment, or were you practicing? So you've answered that. You've you've gone through the three initial stages now. Then and you're at Reiki master level. How long did it take you to get to that? Um, I think for somebody else, it may have been sooner. Um, I had some uh, family issues that came up, so there was a big break in between. But I would say. Um, I got my first one in 2021, and I just got my master's mm -hmm. this year. So That's not too bad. Not too bad. And I know I, some people mm, are getting a little faster, <laughs> but... Yeah, but I think, but I think one, one advantage of that is that you've, you've had time to uh, develop 
your Reiki skills as well, and um, you know, and to to develop your practice and uh, and processing. Excellent. So I, I think that's good, and you you know so many things now people want you know they want results yesterday right and yeah. you know to actually have a bit of a timeline um but reiki is is something that i've already picked up is once you've got it you've got it for life you've done the attunement and it never goes away right so it, it wasn't i would imagine it was fairly easy for you to just drop in and and to and progress to the next level when you had the opportunity to do that uh, yeah, it was really interesting because my level one and two I did in a weekend. I did one before with another master, and then I found someone in Denver that uh. was doing it. So I went and did it again, and I had a very surreal experience of seeing um, the woman, Takata, standing in front of me, the Yusui um Reiki master had brought it from Japan to Hawaii and she was standing at the yeah. Reiki table and I'm looking around and nobody else sees it. I'm the only medium in the group this time. And I was like, this is weird. But <laughs> <laughs> so is this real? But Special you know, moment. It, was just, it, it was just for me, it was validation. I was in the right spot. So yeah. I knew that I was going to be able to use it and then being able to weave it with my mediumship has been very successful in helping people heal during the readings too on both sides. So it's really interesting. So for the benefit of the listeners then, I think what we probably should do now, we've we've done a wonderful intro. I really enjoy that. Thank you very much. Let's let's just roll it up and, and cover all of your abilities or gifts, skills, whatever you want to call them. Uh, but you have obviously you've given me a little bit of an insight. Share with the listeners if you will, Amy. Um, um how big this list is oh she's it gets bigger every time they find something new i will say that and it, it, that is very common in this field um I, yeah. I started out with mediumship um i've been a medium my entire life um i just didn't realize that it was mediumship i just thought that i was mm-hmm. special and i just knew things um that turned that it, psychic and mediumship were kind of with me my entire life um, then I went into the Reiki as I started to heal myself from my past. Um, and just recently, I have now started the last two years with paranormal investigating. So haunted Excellent. locations and lots of interesting finds with the mediumship, being able to connect with spirit that way, but also using the Reiki during the investigations, which is also really cool. Oh, that's interesting. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, um, they're connected to energy, and they just love to see the energy of Reiki. And you just go in, and, you know, I do my meditation first, and I set my symbols, and, and I go in, and they're actually drawn to it more. And we just did an investigation recently where we had some a little bit of action and I went off and did some symbols and came back and we had a full body shadow of a nun. We were in a monastery mm-hmm. and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, we had a full body apparition of a nun and she was interacting with another member of the paranormal team. So that was really interesting to see how much it amped up the activity in a good way. It wasn't anything negative. It was yeah. very positive, very surreal experience very serene it was very calming it was just beautiful so it's very interesting to test everything out and see how it all works and be able to connect yeah. the spirit that way 
that's interesting because I, I have done a couple of paranormal investigations myself, but they were pre doing my Reiki. So, you know, that might, that might be something that, um, that makes it a little bit more interesting in future visits that, uh, that we make to venues. So that's, that's really interesting. It is. It's really cool. Excellent. So, so we've got, let me just count up. We've got mediumship, um, psychic abilities, mm-hmm. both basically from a child, I'm guessing, is that you, you real you have the abilities, but it's generally a little bit older when you actually come to realize what they are yeah. and put them to use. Um, you've done Reiki. Anything else? No, that's it for now. Hopefully that's there'll it be for now. more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure there will be. And paranormal investigator. So yeah. in paranormal investigation, and I'm I know I'm already going off my intended track, <laughs> but in paranormal investigations, do you just use your own abilities or do you use some of the technology as well? Um, I'm learning all about the technologies. I've recently paired up with an amazing paranormal investigator out of Denver. She's unbelievable. Um, and she's teaching me all about the equipment, but she loves when we just go in and I use my abilities, see what we pick up, what everybody else is feeling. Um, I just learned um, census where you go into the dark and meditate and look around and see what you're actually seeing with your naked eye and feel into that with my abilities. So that's been a lot of fun to experiment with. Yeah. And I'm hoping to get some more um, investigations before the winter hits because once we get snow, nobody really travels out here. <laughs> <laughs> I can well imagine that. Um, so that would be interesting, possibly, even to to talk to your paranormal investigator friend as well. Oh, absolutely. Maybe on a future call, um, because I I have a I'm a gadget freak. I, I love oh. my gadgets. Uh, you know, I've got more toys than I know what to play with, uh, but. With the paranormal investigation side of things, that's something fairly new because I've only really got into this this year through doing some work with a psychic medium. And I'm always fascinated by the technology. And it's like, I, I see all of these various bits in use on TV. Yep. yep. I'd actually like to talk to the people that make it to understand what the logic was behind making it do what it does. Exactly. How they test it. And how they know it, that the outco- outcome or the output is actually the intended output. So how do they really know it works? Yes. Not to sort of decry anything, but just, just to challenge the logic and to understand a little bit more, but also to probably answer questions that other people would like to ask. And I think that makes a great investigator, in my opinion is that you don't know everything and that you ask questions because how else are you going to learn if you don't ask questions? Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Yes. I will send you a hookup invite for my friend. That'd be wonderful. Thank you. So I know from your original contact with me that you've, you've had some uh, NDEs in the past, near-death experiences for yeah. those who, like me, at first thought, what does NDE mean in paranormal world? Uh, well, it's not, actually. It's in, in any walk of life. An NDE, and now will remember, is a near-death experience. And an OBE, we have an OBE in the UK, but that's order of the British Empire for special people that have done special <laughs> things. 
but in this case, <laughs> in this case, it's an yeah. outer body experience. Yeah. And I think it would be really good if you can. Uh, and obviously, I appreciate that that might be quite sensitive to you. And I'm not going to cross any barriers or boundaries. It's entirely at your pace and, and as much as you're comfortable. Tell yeah. us about one or more of these experiences, please, Amy. Um, okay, so I, I was probably about 16 or 17, and I was in a very abusive relationship. I did not. I was having a lot of abilities coming up, but nobody knew. Like back in the 90s, nobody has like internet really wasn't a thing yet. You couldn't reach out to anybody and say I was experiencing this. So I didn't know. Um, We relocated, me and this gentleman, and we were getting ready to go out. And I went into the bathroom to get ready. And I just had this, you know, that feeling where you just know something's about to happen. And I had that feeling. And I went to shut the door and the gentleman came in behind me and he tried, he attacked me thinking I was going to cheat on him when we were all going to the same place. That's another story. Um, and, uh, he attacked me physically and was strangling me and trying to, um, slice my throat with a razor. And all this time I was fighting him. I was fighting him. And all of a sudden I hear this voice and said just play dead and I'm like I'm not playing dead you know I'm big and bad I'm gonna take them down type attitude you know fight or flight mode and I just kept fighting and fighting and I was losing oxygen I couldn't breathe anymore I remember trying to breathe out of my nose like that was gonna make a difference Mm -hmm. and that, that didn't help and I felt as if I was about to pass out and I heard the voice then scream at me play dead and I was like, oh, God, you know, I didn't know what to do. And I just played dead. And in that moment, he released his hands and I was able to breathe again. And that was the first experience of hearing that voice. And it really threw me off because I expected it to be like some booming voice of God or something, you know, comes in. And, you know, that's what, yeah. you know, it was supposed <laughs> to sound like not me. So it really threw me off that it was my voice. And, um, you know, the doctor, okay, had that's, said, that's interesting. Yeah. The doctor had said that, you know, any more time. And I definitely would have had some issues brain function wise and other mm-hmm. things. So that was the first real experience, um, of hearing that voice and that voice stuck with me for a really long time. And I was very traumatized. Obviously anybody would be from that experience. And that led me down a very dark path of drugs and rebellion and, trying to escape and numb whatever this voice was that was coming to me. Cause it was freaking me out. And nobody, if you tried to tell anybody, they think you were crazy, try to lock you up. Um, and I ended up on the street for about 25 years. I was homeless in and out of drug addiction and prison. And I just was very, very lost for a long, long time. And this was the last, um, I had this one experience where I was in a car and this gentleman kept telling me I had to get on the floor. And I was like, if I get on the floor, I'm not going to get out. Like, and I just knew I wasn't going to get out of the car if people couldn't see me. So I, yeah. um, I thought the door was locked. And in my head, I saw a vision of the part of town that I was in had old Victorian homes. So they had the wooden, um, like scalpel type, um, yeah. on the outside. And I saw the vision of it in my head. And when we pulled up to a light and he's trying to push me down, I saw the awning 
of my vision in front of me. And I heard the voice again and it said, get out now, run as fast as you can. So I jumped out of the car. I thought I, the door was unlocked. I don't know how it was unlocked. And I ran into this big crowd of people and I ran right into their house. <laughs> and I just, you know, and they looked at me and I ended up knowing someone there. And I don't know what the house was. I ended up knowing someone there and they uh -huh. said, she's really good people. Something's not right, you know, and realized I was in trouble and they helped me. So it was always that voice came forward. And the last yeah. instance of that voice coming forward in the near death experience was my out of body experience um, was I was taken off the street um, very early one morning. The sun hadn't come out yet. And I was taken to a very secluded area and I, I was taken advantage of, and it was a very bad, very bad scene. And I don't remember what I said, but I remember his eyes being really black, like you couldn't see the pupil in his eyes. And yeah. I don't know what I said, but I remember looking down at my body and at him, and I could see myself talking, but I don't know what I said. And in that moment, his eyes changed back into regular eyes, and he let me go. And I don't know why he let me go. I don't know what I said. And later on, I ended up, I, I knew a police officer and I let him know in case he tried to do anything to anybody else. And he said, that's really strange. I know exactly who you're talking about, but that I can't believe that you're standing in front of me. He doesn't let them go. And I was like, he's done it yeah. before, you know, so I wasn't the only person. I'm dying as a medium wow. to know what I said. <laughs> and you know how fortunate <laughs> I am to be able to be let go, to be able to share my story and show that there is hope in life after that kind of a lifestyle. And you know, yeah. I, I didn't know there was more to life than what I was in that trauma state for so long. And that's why it's amazing that Reiki could take something like that and change my entire life into something positive. And the mediumship came into my life just when I needed that extra help to get my life on a stable track. So it's just been spirit yeah. and God working with me this entire time. Wow. That, that is some story, Amy. Um, and I'm, I'm really sorry that you've had to go through some of those experiences. But I really do appreciate you sharing that with me um, and with the listeners. It, you are a picture of survival and you know and, and spirit really it just demonstrates that no matter what life throws at you if you have a strong enough spirit then you actually can pull through it yes yes and i just feel like i didn't go through all of that for nothing and there are a lot of people mm -hmm. still in that lifestyle that don't realize there's actually a way out so if i could share yeah. my story and it helps one person then all those years of Turmoil and misery were absolutely worth it, and that's mm -hmm. my mission. Is that what you're doing now? Then is it? Yes, I would like as to a be, job. I, I I would love for it to be a job. <laughs> um, I think I'm, absolutely it could be, Amy. I mean, um, I'm going to give you a name, okay? Okay. So look up Richard Richard McCann. Probably not a relation, but I actually went to school with a Richard McCann. How funny is that? <laughs> yeah, he won't have been this one. Um, so no, Richard but... McCann, okay. uh, he's 
he's a, a public speaker and a trainer. And Richard's story uh, is um, his mum, Wilma McCann, was one of the victims, possibly the first known victim of Peter Sutcliffe, who was uh, locally known as the Yorkshire Ripper. Oh, I have heard of yeah. So, oh my yeah. goodness! And R- Richard's Richard tells his story as a keynote, and um, wow. he I believe he's got some sensitivities as well. And synchronicity and the number four recurring throughout his life. He's got some fantastic stories about it. Okay, yeah. I but what you've just what you've told me in just a few moments there um, absolutely tells me that that you could make massive, massive change by sharing your story and making good of it. I I truly hope so. That's my goal. And that I have I have to thank you for it again. Because that is absolutely not a path I thought we were going down today. <laughs> That's always a twist <laughs> turn with me. <laughs> <laughs> but that, in in a way, that's the beauty of life as well, isn't it? It is. It, it is. really is. I'm just so grateful to be. So alive. you've gone. Yeah, you've gone through that all of that trauma, and you know you're still you're sitting there smiling and radiating positivity and energy as you're talking to me, which is wonderful. How much of your mediumship and, and psychic experiences do you lean upon on a regular basis? Um, I I never realized how much it was there, but I had mm-hmm. a reading done um, during one of my mentorships, and the girl said, it's like a waiting room in your head. Like, there's just somebody there. <laughs> there's like 40 people there nonstop. So to me... It's just normal to have spirit with me. Um, mm-hmm. They are. They tell me everything um, from park where the best parking spot's going to be to they haven't given me the lotto numbers yet, but there's always yeah. hope. Um, but um, gonna make you work for something, right? Um, you know, if I walk into a room or into a building, I'll kind of feel the energy and I'll know that something is on or off type feel. Yeah. Um, I'll get a really good um, intuitive feeling from somebody when I first meet them that hasn't really led me wrong too wrong in the the past. But in all of that, I still look for the good in people. Um, You know, I still look for those that, you know, want to be better because I I just want to be better at everything that I do. And I want to be a good medium so I can help people heal like the people that helped me heal. Excellent. I don't know where to go next with this one. <laughs> you, you've given me so much in such a short space of time, Amy. That's it's been absolutely wonderful. That. Um, what would you say your strongest ability is? Ah, oh, my um, my clear sentience, my knowing, my clear cognizance. Um, that is my um, strongest, and that was always uh, with me on the street. I would always, always know things, and I would know so many yeah. details that people actually used to think I was like an undercover police officer because I would know all this stuff, and then it would happen. <laughs> Somebody would go, oh, my God, it was just like she said it. She's got to be the police. Yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine that, um, the, the fact that you've had that guidance and support all the way through all of that trauma has, has really, really been beneficial to you. 
even though you may not have known it at the time. Right. So in terms of having abilities, I think you've, you've touched on that when you were younger. Um, and I would say, you know, I mean, I'm 54, so I, I kind of, I get what you're saying about that. The 80s, 90s, there was no internet. The people just, you wouldn't talk about those kind of things. No. My my nan used to go to a spiritualist church, and for a while, a, a while after that, my mum did. Um, it never appealed to me. No, never, never had any drawings for me whatsoever. Um, but I had an uncle that died quite young, and so I think the connection there was my nan wanted to 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 try and make a connection with him. And um, actually, I was going to tell you something else. I'm going to go down a little bit of a, uh, a side street here. So I was, I was driving home the other day and talking to my friend Andy, who is a psychic. Uh, so he's the sidekick. I'm the sidekick. Sorry, he's the psychic. I'm the sidekick. <laughs> and I was just literally having a chat with Andy. And he, he started to say, oh, you, I've got a male in the back of the car with you. And he was struggling to breathe. And, and Andy was sort of cho- choking up a little bit as he was talking, he was coughing. And um, I looked back, I, I looked up the, the bit of information that I knew was available about my Uncle Jack's um, accident. And I was driving along the road that my Uncle Jack was killed on at the time. Oh. And I'm like, I don't know exactly where on that road because it has changed layout over the years. Right. But absolutely was on the road. And I would say, it must have been within a half mile of wherever the accident occurred. Oh, wow. And it's those little things that just make me think, and I'm doing the right thing. You know, those types of messages when they come through mm-hmm. just absolutely validate what I'm doing now in trying to find out more, to understand it, and to share it for other people. Right. Absolutely. So I've gone down my rabbit hole. <laughs> or down the side street. I've forgotten even what I was talking about. Um, but about the abilities, I, I suppose, really, going back all those years, we we just went. We wouldn't talk about those kind of things. But I think right now is a good time because the technology is there to do research. The technology is there to share information. That's why I'm talking to you so readily, as if we were practically in the same room and we're so many miles apart. What else can we do to spread the word and to encourage people to actually pay attention? I'm not I'm not saying I want to convert anybody, mm-hmm. but I just want you know, there's so much else going on. I just want to try and help people to pay attention as much as anything. So from your perspective, what do you think could be done to do that? I think just breaking the stigma that this is something negative um is huge. Mm-hmm. And I think by do it to do that is just for everyone to share their stories. Like this is a great yeah. thing that you have here because you get to hear people's actual life stories. It's not something made up by Hollywood or it's not just some book that's, you know, made up of a story. It's somebody's actual life experience and what, you know, being a psychic and a medium has done for them. Um, yeah. you know, so I think just sharing our stories and getting the word out, what, psychic and mediumship really is it's not you know all seances and you know the tables and all that kind of stuff like there is that aspect of it but there is another side of it and it's the healing yeah and and there's a place for it as well and 
Um, that was part of what I want to do with the podcast is to, to take everything. So I kind of see psychics being one end of the scale mm. because that's the bit that everybody would kind of probably recognize as a term straight away. A psychic or a medium is, it springs to mind, but maybe less so people who, that do spiritual healing, people that do dreams, uh, analysis and uh, regression and, and all of those things. And, this week I was talking to an ordained exorcist. That was very interesting. Mm. Um, then there's a paranormal investigators, which are in the middle. And there's so there's so many different aspects between yep. the psychic at one end, paranormal investigator. And then there's there's probably more casual, curious people, and then there's the skeptic. Right. And I'd like at some point to sit in, in a room with at least four or five people together who are at somewhere spread along that spectrum oh, and to let them all have yeah. a conversation and to check and challenge and you know i'm kind of hoping that at some point the psychic will tell the skeptic something that they absolutely know no one else in the room knew oh and it might just pique their interest and go uh, okay then yeah. <laughs> which is where you know that's yeah. where it started absolutely where it started with me Yep. It's just that yep. one little thing. Yeah. I, I would love to sit yeah. in, in on that. That would be amazing. Absolutely. Fabulous. We'll get you on the we'll get you on the list then. As soon as I get that opportunity to to pull that one off, then that would be great. And and to have it in in a room, in inverted commas, where actually people are spread across the globe is even more fascinating. I think it's just I, I think Zoom opened up a whole new world for a lot of people. Mm. I did all of my men, uh, mediumship and psychic training during COVID on Zoom from Arthur right. Finley. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to I'm going to tell you one more thing about Andy, and this is this is the kind of thing that really blows my mind. So, I've I've always sort of thought that the psychic mediumship perspective is the person with the gift, the ability, and the connections to their spirit guides is in a room or in a face-to-face like this with their their customer, as it might be, for, for want of a better description. And the person's there, they're wanting that connection, and the connection's made and the exchange takes place. However, I was having a conversation with a lady in Ireland who made some inquiries about wanting to be specifically to try to connect with a, a lost family member. And I said, I'll have a word with Andy. He... He's usually quite busy with one-to-ones, so he's got limited space, but I'll talk to him and I'll see what he can get. And I started talking to Andy, and then he was giving giving me kind of a like a surrogate reading for us. <laughs> it's probably or a remote reading. And, and that is just another level that I have the conversation and, and Andy starts saying, I'm getting a, a father, fatherly figure for her and this, that, the other. Um, made reference to a, a left knee uh, and some of the references, which I'm not going to spoil because that conversation has not taken place yet. But I'm just sat in the car and I'm going, how is he doing this? He's, he's connecting with the spirit of somebody who I've only had a conversation with. We never met, never seen each other or anything. And he's now sort of getting this through me for me to feed back to her in advance of organizing a one-to-one. 
Absolutely fascinating and mind-blowing. It is. Yep. <laughs> I, I remember my first reading in one, in one of my very first classes um, during COVID on Zoom, and I had never done like a professional reading, and I happened to get into this group by chance, and I get in there, mm-hmm. and they're all like working professional psychic mediums, and then there's like a little old me coming in that's never done a reading before, and the instructor's like, all right, what do you got? And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going down in flames. Like, this isn't going to work. And she goes, just tell me exactly what you're seeing. And I said it, and four people raised their hand that they could take. I was like, what? What the heck is going on? And then I narrowed it down, and she guided me through, and I was yeah. like, that's what that is? I had that the entire time? I couldn't believe it, but it was just a surreal experience that four people around the United States was able to take what I was saying that was coming from my brain. It was like, it was just a real, surreal experience that I, <laughs> I could do this. This is kind of neat that, you know, it was working out. Yeah. It really is fascinating. Um, yeah, I wish I could do this full time. I just need <laughs> to find a sponsor and <laughs> get this, get this thing off the ground and, uh, and, you know, and really go for it. But, yeah, it is. I mean, the more I talk to people, the more I want to talk to people. And, um, and I'm finding that, you know, that, that talking with people, it's also there, like yourself have said, this is great because it's given me an opportunity to have a voice in a slightly different context to what I've generally done. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, would, I, I think you should certainly pursue public speaking about your backstory and um, podcast about your stuff as well. Thank you. I'm going to do that. (laughs) Well, we have come to, I think, probably a a really good natural pause point. And I want to say pause point because I absolutely want to get you back on, Amy, and talk to you more. It's been really enlightening. Uh, I I think there's masses more that we could talk about. Yeah. I feel like I've known you forever. So I just, I love, I could (laughs) talk to you for hours. Thank you. That's good. That's well. That's good because then I know that you'll come back on. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> Just let me know. Fabulous. Thank you. So well, much. thank you very much, Amy. And um, that's that's a good point. We'll finish there. Okay. I'll wrap it up with um, with sort of an intro and outro based on on the the bits that I've got from the preamble. Okay. And anything specific you want to send me, that would be absolutely perfect. Okay, great. I have um, a building your evidential mediumship class coming up on Zoom in November. So I can send you the link to that. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Thank you. I also do um, a Reiki uh, healing hour on every Sunday. So I could send you Mm -hmm. that too if you'd ever want to join in. It's at um, 10 o'clock my time. So I don't know. I think it's in the evening for you on Saturday. Yep. Wonderful. Thank you so much. This was amazing. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. And, you know, and if, I, if I can do anything along the way to sort of help you kind of find find a path with the podcasting stuff, then, you know, then shout out. I'm, I'm more than happy to that do that. That would be great. I have no idea what I'm doing. I, I don't know how to do any <laughs> of that stuff. So if I can get out there cool. and share it, that'd be great. Well, I, w- I will soon be having um, some podcast training uh, because I, I've I run as well as having a full-time job. I run a community media company. Um, so it's a community radio station, essentially. But we've just 
just managed to um, set up a contract with the local authority down here uh, to deliver a community podcast studio and training. So okay. we're, we're in a community in a community hub, and we're going to get one room set up with some technology, and I'm going to put some training sessions together. Um, but I'm, I will most likely record them as well so that they can be shared online. So, yeah, if I can help you out along the way, then, you know, let's have another chat about that um, separately, and um, I'll do all I can. Okay, that'd be wonderful. Thank you again. I really appreciate the opportunity and your time. Superb. I'm so glad you found us. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'll speak to you soon. Okay. okay. Take all care, right. Amy. Yep. Bye. Bye.